What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion! But I'm better than you, and you know it! D-M-D. Acknowledge me! I'm hurt, and I'm old, and I'm tired, and I work with children. Well, ding-dong, hello! Embrace the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. With me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer, here at the ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. My guys, yeah. happy Elimination Chamber Week. Oof. What a time to be French Canadian. My God, how are you, how are you guys doing? I'm, I'm all right, man. I didn't realize it was that. I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting weekend with that and with Mercedes Monet coming through. But uh, damn, right. I, I, I guess I just saw Sammy in the Canadians. He, he was at a game. Oh, he, was, he was at the game. He's playing the, which I thought you'd enjoy as I, I love no I, I love I need to get a, a Canadian, hockey jersey where yeah I love the jersey now that, that was I don't know if that's the reverse or what it was it was a hard look nonetheless yeah no, it was a it was a great spot and easy pop easy yes. pop for our guy Sammy uh in Montreal at a Canadians game yeah his hair and beard matched the hair on the mascot that's the first image I saw on Instagram I'm like wait what's <laughs> yeah, going on right it's flowing in all its gloriousness. That uh, it's the road to WrestleMania. Oof. I'm excited. You know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, that's other premium live event. No, this is it. Like, this has this feeling because, and I know we'll get into it, but with this whole Sammy and Roman and the bloodline, we don't know which way this is going to go. SmackDown, Raw, but must-see television every week. And therefore, this Saturday, which I'm glad it's on a Saturday because I can actually enjoy the All-Star game. That's the Saturday, the Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, the Sunday. game is Sunday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I can enjoy that. 
for what it is. So it's um man, let's get started. Yeah, this is my favorite time of year. You know how they have seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall, mine right. is Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania. I love it. I love there it. There we go. Cal alluded to it earlier. We got the big New Japan card this weekend here Oof. in San Jose, my hometown. Uh, which I'll be missing, unfortunately, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a banger regardless. Uh, before we kind of get to the rest of the show, did want to pay our respects and say rest in peace to Jerry Jarrett, who unfortunately mm-hmm. passed away this week. Uh, guys, and any thoughts on one of the you know trailblazers in in kind of the wrestling world? I mean, you know, if uh, a lot of the blueprint I think for pro wrestling on TV arguably came from Memphis and a lot of that Memphis television was in part to what Jerry Jarrett was doing. You know how we do at the ringer. So don't be surprised if you see some words about Jerry Jarrett showing Ooh, up on the ringer.com soon. Okay. But, uh, you know, in some of the stuff I've been working on before we hopped on, it's interesting to see how, I mean, you mentioned trailblazer, like the scaffold match. That was, a. Uh, Jerry Jarrett original, um, you know, the idea of the empty arena matches, people having these crazy food fight brawls in the concession stands, um, doing things like uh, it, it, the 80s were big on like uh, promos that were literal music videos cut to actual songs. Like, like before Paul Heyman was doing all that stuff, they were and it was it was straight 80s. Like if you go and look for uh, the Fabulous Ones promo on there, they're uh, they're definitely I don't know you know Chippendale s type stuff like they but they they made sure that their characters were characters. They weren't just uh, really dope performers because they had to appeal to an audience. So uh, and of course you know it's Jeff Jarrett's father. That's the USWA. Right. I mean right. you know without Jerry Jarrett without Jerry Jarrett there'd be no impact because he was the one that started NWA TNA, which eventually became Impact Wrestling. So yeah, there's a there's a lot uh, that you could credit to Jerry Jarrett um, if you're a pro wrestling fan. Currently, there's a lot that he that he he uh, he definitely pioneered for uh, the the sport of professional wrestling, especially as a on a televised you know episodic weekly medium. Right. Yeah. The, the thing I know about Jerry Jarrett, mainly hearing the stories from. People like Bruce Pritchard, especially the fact that he was supposed to be the guy who would have ran WWE if Vince McMahon had went to prison for the steroid trial. And that right there just kind of let me know the significance of him and what his contributions to the business. Got a chance to see and hear him tell the stories on the Territories series Mm. that The Rock has produced. And so... um, you know, a great contribution. I always like to say that when wrestlers or promoters bless us with their children, that's an incredible contribution. Like, I think as good as Rikishi is, his biggest contribution to the business is the Usos. Uh, and, I like that. and the same thing you could say for Jerry Jarrett. I mean, a legend in Jeff Jarrett. So, and I think, as you know, I know as a father, no matter what I do, if you tell me my greatest contribution to anything was my children, I'd be happy. Exactly. That's a winner. That's a winner right there. All, all fantastic thoughts and words from you guys. Appreciate you guys sharing that. Uh, rest in peace again to Jerry Jarrett and, you know, sending love, thoughts to the entire Jarrett family. So uh, let's, let's kick things off here on Wednesday Worldwide. It's time for some high spot headlines. You guys know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week. And whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, please let it fly. So first up. Dax Harwood posts a seemingly harmless Instagram photo with a WWE contract in the corner? 
Are we are we re- seeing the return of the revival in WWE? I like the sound of it. I, it's funny because stuff like this with, with what he's doing with the FTR podcast, it could just be him pulling up some paperwork to reference on an episode when he's talking about another match or what have you. But, uh, with the way that the way that the the air around the future FTR feels, this looks like my type of you know sly little tease that hey maybe uh maybe I'm going over to uh see if the grass is finally greener on that other side I was at a couple years ago. See, Cal, you would be the smart because <laughs> all week I never thought about. Eh, maybe it's just for the podcast. Or maybe it's just a reference. You know, I'm just I saw it. And I said, okay, maybe a teaser. Maybe they just doing something. And I left it alone. Right. And then I come to Wednesday Worldwide, and here's Cal with all this I'm intelligence. Sorry. I'm sorry. Saying, it could be the He's podcast. crushing dreams. He's <laughs> crushing so, our well, dreams, Brian. I, a, a, a wise man always told me that it's always a work. So I always assume, it, I assume it's a work and mm-hmm. then try and play well. That Try and pull back everything to uncover if it's actually real or not. I'm not Life saying- is a work. He's right. Cal's right. Life is a work. <laughs> but facts. Uh, look at the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, <laughs> okay. Everybody's still feeling that pain, I see. Yeah, this is old, guys. This is old. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, uh, I think it would be cool to see them back. Mm-hmm. I know they love tag team wrestling, but to see the lack of booking that they had at AEW, and you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to say the lack of recent booking because if you really think about it, we've gotten pretty much all the dream matches out of there. You know, thank God right. we was able to get the matches with the Briscoes, mm-hmm. rest in peace, the Jay. But thank God we was able to get those matches. We got the matches with the Young Bucks. So, we, you know, they, we good over there. Come on back mm-hmm. home. Do some different storytelling. Maybe there's something with them in the Bloodline. Maybe there's something with them in the Viking Raiders. And you got Indusure down in NXT who... I'm just waiting for them to break out. So who knows? I mean, first of all, we need to take classes from Dax on how to promote a podcast because yes. this, I'm taking notes over here. It's just an incredible, whether this is a troll job or not, mm-hmm. it, it was just an incredible way to fire up a conversation around you yeah. and therefore everything that surrounds you, i.e. his podcast, right? right? Which is already kind of nearing the top of the charts in the wrestling space, which is, you know, incredible but i mean if let's say they were to return to wwe i mean i'd kind of be all about it because at some point this bloodline feud or this bloodline storyline i should say is going to come to an end Mm -hmm. and you know the 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 tag titles have been elevated just by association right they're they're one of the premier prizes in the sport because of their involvement in this storyline, eventually that storyline is going to end. Um, and you know whether the Usos deviate from the bloodline or not, I mean the tag titles are going to have to be raised in importance again, right? Because mm-hmm. there's too often tag, the tag titles get forgotten, kind of in the shuffle, right? And I mean FTR, the revival uh, when they come back to WWE is is the kind of team that you need and that you want. To, to elevate it, to elevate the status of tag team wrestling. And that's that's their whole bag, right? Is mm. that tag team wrestling is main event wrestling. Right. And they've proven that over and over again. And to bring that back to WWE, you know, sans a bloodline storyline, 
I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, if yeah. if if it is going to happen, if this is just a way to promote their podcast, they got us. <laughs> they got us, guys. And uh, we, we again, we should all all be taking notes <laughs> on how to promote Big a wrestling pod. Uh, next up on High Spot Headlines, Seth Rollins says not having main evented WrestleMania bothers him. I, mm. I, I, I love that. That's the type of attitude you want from a guy who you look at as a top guy. You want him to always have that hunger, fire, and desire. And I know in the Masked Man this past Monday, Kaz talked about when you look at Seth, most of the moments happen to him. You look at WrestleMania 31 before he cashed in. The RKO that went uh, viral happened to him. You know, Cody Rhodes coming back, he was in the ring. And he was the opponent. I'm waiting for Seth Rollins to get his moment in the light. I mean, but WrestleMania 31, that was a WrestleMania. Me personally, I had very low expectations for. And when that night ended, I said, oh, this is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Because of that moment, I thought he had a great title reign. One that I never got bored with, kind of like the one that Roman is having now. Unfortunately, it ended prematurely due to injury and I felt it took him forever to get back to that but he's also like he's got the macho man syndrome the the the, he's the guy who's gonna go down when you look at the next generation of wrestlers independent wrestlers and superstars Seth Rollins will be their favorite wrestler Mm-hmm. But when you look at that's the ones right. that want to be that's entertainers or superstars, Roman Reigns are going to be their favorite. I think that's a good point. I do. I think uh, the, it's we're in a weird situation with Seth Rollins. You remember it was when we we hit the pandemic. If I'm not mistaken, it was uh, him and Becky. They had they had that run during the pandemic as champions. You know, running through the entire company, doing mixed tag matches and all that stuff. And then I think he lost the title and it kind of died down as the Roman blood line storyline has been going. There have been these moments between Roman and Seth. I remember one specifically where Seth had the, it was a, it was a mostly a white suit, but it had all the, the color splatters on. It looked like he was really in his Joker mode right there. I, I thought that's where we were going to go back then. And I know a lot of people wanted that as well. Since then, Seth has only gotten bigger. I, again, yeah. I, I talk about it. going to extreme rules and hearing the, the way the crowd reacted to him, you would have thought Matt Riddle was the heel in that match. Now, the last year's storyline, if I if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, was Seth and Kevin Owens trying to figure out how to get into a WrestleMania match. And right. Kevin Owens ended up getting like Seth has been grasping for these moments for a bit. And if it was gonna happen anytime. A lot of there's a big argument for it being happening right now, even though he spent a lot of 2022 losing. But you'd have to go to cage match to find that out. I say all this to say it's going to be beautiful when that moment happens. I don't know if it's going to be against Roman or if it's going to be against a, a, a Cody Rhodes if he wins a title at some point. But I, I think the anticipation for Seth finally being in that moment is going to make that moment beautiful. I just, it, there's just so much going on right now, and you don't really need like Seth is. He's in that ma- he's going to have Macho Man syndrome, but he's also in that Brock Lesnar territory where like he doesn't really need a title because he's just that good. He walked out on Raw right. with the, with the mischief boots on, like he knows how to get people talking about him. Then he gets in the ring, he knows how to perform. So he's good 
as long as he's able to continue doing this. And once they're able, because he's one of those things you just have in the chamber. You just you're right, just ready. Right, you just right. ready to open the door and say, "Hey, hey, Seth, you uh, you you ready, bro? We 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 need you right now." And then you let him go out there and go crazy. It, it's just it, it's there's too many good angles and good storylines going into Mania to, uh, from in my opinion, to throw Seth in there because that that it's gonna uh, that's a complete left turn from what we've been building towards right now. Right. I mean, first of all, Seth w- with the mischief boots on Raw, the way that that set the <laughs> internet on fire. If I mean. Cal, you and I kind of know this a little bit. Mm-hmm. The in the shoe game, I, we'd seen these for weeks. Weeks, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. This is that was absurd. So when when we when I saw it on Seth, my mind didn't go to oh, those are ridiculous shoes. My <laughs> mind went to those are a thousand dollars. Right? Yeah, he, he's is, wrestling in some some insanity right now on his feet. But but you know he's that's the commitment to the character. Oh, a thousand percent, and the great great stomp that he Facts. hit on uh, on Miz <laughs> with that on the Miz. Like, it looked like a Super Smash Brothers moment right there, just hitting, <laughs> hitting that down B. But I mean, with Seth, kind of when when this he talked about this, right, or the story came out, initially I had to be like, has he not main evented? That was the first reaction mm. because that WrestleMania 31 moment of him cashing in, and and Cass talked about this um, on on Masked Man as well. It, it 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 looms so large over his whole career, right? It, it's it's one of the best WrestleMania moments ever. It's the best cash in ever. Period. End of sentence. And I think that's why I always associated with associated Seth with. Oh, he's main evented. Uh, technically, yeah. he was in the main event. He just wasn't on the marquee and the promo leading up to it, which I think is his point, right? It's just I've never been that guy who's gotten the end of the card treatment, which is weird because he won the Royal Rumble in 19, right? Did, he, was, he was the winner and he, he picked Brock. He picked Brock to face for the title at WrestleMania, but that match ended up being first. Yes. Because at 35, the main event was the triple threat. It was Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky. So His wife. At that. His wife. Yeah. His wife got the, got the spot. Which, and like, you know, she had won it that year too, and this is back in the day. Well, I'm saying back in the day when uh, <laughs> when WrestleMania was one night, one extremely Ooh, long <laughs> night. It was I remember, 35 was damn near hey, what? It was like six seven hours. hours. That feels uh, like ten years ago. Though. Like what are I, we talking about? <laughs> right, exactly. We're one day we're gonna tell our kids about when WrestleMania was one night. And they're gonna. <laughs> They're gonna think that we're the thirty-five, the thirty-some-year-old stretch where WrestleMania was one night back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, Dad, we're sure it was. You, you really watched wrestling for six hours straight, and you're like, right, oh, well, kind of, kind of. <laughs> so, to. yeah, and you know, to to Brian's point from earlier, I mean, this is the kind of stuff you want to hear from Seth, right? Mm-hmm. You, you want to hear that he wants that spot, and and if if you're at the top of your game, why wouldn't you? Man, I mean, the Macho Man thing comparison. To, it's accurate, but it also, it kind of bums me out because, I mean, y- yes, all these years later, like Macho Man's the cool yeah. guy from that era, right? In the, in the Mega Powers, when you watch that breakup now, you're like, I don't know, Macho Man <laughs> might have been kind of right. <laughs> I, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know Brian Hogan's your, your, you know, your favorite, but when I watch back, when I watch that video back, kind of cool when Macho Man turns on him. And it's, it's kind of the mm-hmm. same deal now with with Seth and the shield turn where you're like kind of dope yeah. <laughs> hey, well, even though in the moment it, it sucked because you didn't want the shield to break up so uh it, it makes sense Seth saying all this and it's it's still kind of shocking that it hasn't happened right. and 
I don't know. W- will it? I, I think he's he's been on fire. This mm-hmm. dude's been on fire. The, the way that they are singing his song is it's it's one of the more organic things that we've seen mm-hmm. in in wrestling as of late. And it's uh, I, I hope he gets his flowers both. Uh, you know, for, I think he's getting it from the fans now, <laughs> but I hope he starts to get it from Triple H and everyone else on on creative as we. Remember, uh, as that's we why he got forward. traded last week on the Mass Man's uh, trading. That's right. Episode. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, right. I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah, he's going for that main event spot in AEW. Uh, <laughs> People are trade episode. It caused a lot of outrage uh, back on the Mass Man show. Check that out. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. <laughs> Fans disrespect Braun Breaker by singing He Sucks to John Cena's theme song. <laughs> What? I'm just I'm just gonna turn it over. Uh, I'm just gonna sit back. Ben is so happy right now. Again, in the dark match phase of uh, of this experiment called Wednesday Worldwide, we've had a number of conversations about does Braun Breaker have it? Is he someone that we think could be the actual? Uh, future WWE main roster superstar that a, a, a large number of the uh, WWE universe thinks that he's destined to be. Um, we've also said, I don't know if we've said it live, but we definitely said it dark that you can't just have the man have the match and run through the people. Like he's got to do stuff. Even Sting had to, he couldn't just be the face paint and Stinger splashing and woo and all that stuff. Like he had to go at some point and get beat get up dirty. by. Yeah, you got to get dirty. dirty. You got to get beat yeah. up by somebody. You got to overcome some some type of obstacles. And he's not as champion. He's just been decimating people. He had a little bit of, you know, a couple of steps back, but he always overcomes. And like Super Cena, like, you know, the Roman Reigns era before the bloodline and stuff, the fans recognize that early and they will turn on that it, it's 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 inevitable so um i mean sean and triple h have something with braun but now you gotta take him out of that stage where he is i th- i think and start to move him into this more complicated territory so we can really see how he stacks up against people that can pull the rug from under him and and, and, and make things real nasty for him he's already have something that's difficult and that's being second generation Right. And considering how dynamic, I mean, personally, the Steiner brothers before the Usos was my number one tag team. And I took heat because I put them over the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. So you look at like his uncle, Scott, who was able to go out and branch off into his own and become, you know, a superstar in WCW. People are always going to be looking at that. And now, you know, going into this super brawn breaker. But the promos, like, how can you relate to him? So after a while, I was like, you know what? No, we don't want him anymore, especially when you got a guy like Mellow Hayes. But the tall tale was when you had Jinder Mahal, somebody who people rejected as WWE champion, come out there. And and literally, you saw him being outclassed. And Jinder was like, that's your problem. You're worried about what these fans think. When he said it's okay for the fans to boo, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. We're in it trouble. It got real. It got real. <laughs> Ginger was spitting facts. I mean, look, I don't, I don't want to take a victory lap, so I'm not, I'm not going to take a massive victory lap here. I will say this: how, how do we fix Ron Breaker? That's a good question. We're going to do this. Do we give him a mouthpiece? Do we give him a Paul Heyman esque type person? Uh, because 
man, his it's really just his promos that really get me. I mean, when you watch this dude in the ring, I get it. He's special. He's a freak athlete, man. And and he just the the way that he when that that cage match against Grayson Waller, uh, you know, it was it was fine. But there were moments in there. Like the spears that he hits, the, the way that he runs the ropes, like I, I, I get it. I, I really, really do. But then he gets on the mic, and he's just yelling. He's yelling the entire time, and it's, I mean, you know, we we talk about Cena and, and Scott Steiner. Again, if Cena was out here in the mid two thousands, just rapping his entire career, that shit would have gotten old quick. Mm-hmm. But he pivoted. <laughs> he he actually leaned in into being Super Cena, which is which was fine. I was like, okay. Like you know, all all the the marks kind of hate it because you know we are we're we're getting served Cena every single week, but he he kind of evolves. You know, Brian brought up Scott Steiner, right? He became Big Papa Pump, and you know he might have missed a leg day here and there, but he was still entertaining as shit. At, and you know, kissing his biceps, which I, as a kid I thought were gonna pop whenever he flexed, it freaked me the hell out. But I mean. They they gotta help Braun out. They they gotta help him out. Whether it's, I th- and I think the quick answer is: is it a mouthpiece? I'm I'm genuinely asking you guys at this point. I, well, I I was gonna. I think if you if you give him a mouthpiece, especially a Heyman, that's great. But that means a heel turn, right? Like I don't think you can do. I don't think you can do all of that and then have him be a baby face unless they can find a a, a, a quality. I don't know if it's a manager, a valet, whoever who can guide him while he's still fighting heels I, it's, it's going to be hard to have the two work in my opinion I'm seeing a double switch mm. okay. as much as I love Melo Hayes as a heel mm. I think Melo mm. when you look at the dynamic between them two Melo being the smaller guy you imagine if Braun Breaker loses to him and he tries to show him respect and then all of a sudden, he just beats him down mercifully. Mm-hmm. And then it's Diesel, Bret Hart-esque, Survivor yeah. Series 95. That's when I think you can have the double switch. Like that, that also sets up... Uh, I'll get in the fantasy book, and I don't want to do that. But <laughs> it just it, it, it gives Melo a shift, but it also... Because he's... You know, people love him. It gives him the shift, but it also makes Braun angry and kind of stays at NXT a while while he's still developing. Oh, man. I, I Sign I me think, up for babyface Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think Brian H. Water solved it, honestly. The double turn would make a lot of sense to me. All right. We're, uh, we're clipping this part out and we're sending it directly to WWE. We're sending it. Sean, <laughs> be on the lookout. We've got, we've got an email for you. Ben's your favorite. I mean, you're Ben's favorite. And uh, Sean... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like producer Sean. Right, 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 right. There we go. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have already listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine, fine listeners have as well, because, well, you're already subscribed to this wonderful feed. But every week we get to do something I'm sure that you all wish you could do, which is respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, or Stat Guy Greg for this next edition. They said what? We're going back to back with uh, quite the take from our guy, Kazim Famuide. Brian, play the clip. (laughs) I love the Marine. I love seeing it in it. You may have thought that train wreck was when you you, you changed. You might have even thought when you faced CM Punk that that man was a star. I knew that man was a star. When he was jumping out of exploding buildings into water and cursing and doing all types of craziness. I fucking love them. I, I think I'm not even trolling. I think the Marine is an objectively fun, good action flick. Okay. We're talking Marine in 2023, which is, uh, I didn't know if this was on my bingo card, but let me just read you some facts first before we get into the discussion. Okay. The Marine starring John Cena. 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is honestly a little bit better than what I thought it was going to get. Mm. Grossed $22.2 million at the box office. Uh, I saw some numbers out there that it might have been around the $18 million mark. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not here to litigate it. it it's probably fine. Right. And then w- with a budget of $15.5 million. Oh my. And it's so it's still made money. Still still positive uh, in, in, in the bank accounts there. And it spawned five direct-to-video sequels. Uh, video, <laughs> for the young listeners out there, are these tapes that we used to have to uh, use to, to watch anything, to watch any form of entertainment. All right, guys, with all that being said, what are your thoughts on, on, on Kaz's thoughts on John Cena and the Marine? Well, he said that's what made him a star, not the match with Punk. So right there... <laughs> It's okay. As somebody who hasn't seen the Marine, but I've seen clips, I can see where he was you going. You haven't seen I, the Marine? I, no. That's oh, you're missing out, man. If there was like the movie card, uh, especially like the black movie card, I, I'm like, the black movie card I'm about halfway through, so I probably have like half a card, but uh, the WWE movies, as big of a fan I am, I've probably seen about a couple, uh, yeah. but I haven't seen the Marine, but I can see where Kaz was coming from. My only question was like, it took you that long? Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and that's even in the uh, in the video game, like at a certain point, you, your wrestler's already been established when they get the movie role. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think <laughs> a lot of people probably already thought that uh, uh, a scene in the movies was clearly in the bingo cards uh, easily for him at that point. But I mean, I can understand it. I had a, I had a similar feeling, not um, not when The Rock was in the Scorpion King, but when he came back to the WWF after 
uh, being in that film, that first time he was yeah, in the ring, yeah. that crowd yeah. was so electric, and you're like, nah, that's a star. Like that, that's not just WWE over. That's you know this this man's about to take over the world. Feeling so, uh, I I again, I wouldn't put that on the Marine necessarily, but. Uh, I I can understand because that's the uh, you that you're seeing Cena being more than just the dude in the ring. He's you know he's got to save the day. He's 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 taking care of the people while also beating all the ass. Like it makes sense. I I mean I don't hate the take. I don't. I, I understand. I understand what Kaz is saying. I mean the, this also put. Uh, let, let's just put it this way: WWE does not just give. Or put anyone in a position to to star in a movie. Mm-hmm. I say that with the caveats of obviously Kane was in a movie. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. was in the sequel. He's in Marine Two, right? And the Miz was in four. The, <laughs> the rest he was of a the couple Marine. of yeah. <laughs> so so maybe they do, but I say that with <laughs> Cena was they were kind of crafting him. You felt like in that in that rock mold. Mm-hmm. Where it was, oh, the, he's going to be the next guy to make the jump. And then obviously him and Rock had that whole thing about, you know, he's, he's shitting on the Rock for, for jumping to Hollywood. Right. I mean, this did, this put Cena on a whole other level than kind of like that. The mid 2000s WWE was, uh, I mean, it, it's not the, it's not the most memorable when people like have a memory. I mean, obviously if you're, if you're a kid maybe, but right. I mean, there's a reason why people reference the Attitude Era all the time, Mm -hmm. right? At some point, we're going to reference this current era of wrestling all the time, just because there's there's so many options, right? I mean, we almost like like to do a lot of mid two thousands WWE erasure, right? Like we don't want to talk about the invasion angle. We don't we don't want to do all that. Uh, So. I mean, look, this Cena stuff was was. I remember I bought the Marine on DVD for my sister as a birthday gift. Wow! And my wow. my sister wasn't even a big. She was a she was a wrestling like a casual wrestling fan. She loved, 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 loved John Cena. John Cena. So I remember running over to Best Buy, spending all uh, all fifteen dollars on that DVD, <laughs> and uh, that was that. But I mean, see, and and this was the beginning of Cena's acting career. Like, do you guys have a favorite John Cena movie? Favorite, I was gonna say it's more roles. Like I, I liked him. I liked his work in Trainwreck, but I really, I really think my favorite role of his is a Peacemaker. Um, he's just he's done phenomenal work in in with with that character, both in the Suicide Squad movie and in the series. Right, Brian, are you do you do you watch a lot of John Cena movies? Are you uh nothing jumps out? I know I've seen at least one, but nothing jumps out as a favorite. Okay. That's all right. I think I would also go Trainwreck because mm-hmm. he was just so unexpectedly funny. Yes. That, that was the key. And, it was the first time I think I'd seen him do that type of comedy. Yeah. Right. It was not not PG-13. Right, <laughs> not, right. At all. Uh, he's obviously now... I just saw him in the trailer for Fast 10. You know, he's kind of filling that role. So maybe, maybe Fast Ten is going to be the uh, the new John Cena leader. <laughs> have you seen the, the other other? Have you did you see the photos for the other film he's in? Uh, he, no. What do we got? He's shooting a film called Ricky Stenicky. Oh where, yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. like he had like I don't know if it was like so he had some type of makeup on. I don't know if it was like 
mime stuff. Like he had like weird yeah. eyebrows, but but he also had like a mini skirt and and I think like thigh highs. And he I don't know. He was he's doing a lot in that film. It's another comedy one, but uh, that right. looks like it'll be interesting. Oh, I don't know. It's going I, to be. It's going to be elite. All right. All this. Uh, <laughs> Of this John Cena talk <laughs> as we uh, in the mood to throw in some jorts. So the guys, <laughs> let's all do that. And while we do that, we're going to take a quick. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. Uh, this is usually the, the point in the show where we welcome on a special guest. But there was a very, very special guest yesterday on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Mm-hmm. A dashing guest, some might say. Our guy, Peter Rosenberg from Cheap Heat, chopped it up with the one, the only American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, for what was an incredible, incredible 50-minute or so conversation uh, that you should, if you haven't already, please go check that out after you you listen to this. Uh, but, but I know all three of us listened to it, and we wanted to have a quick, but also a long, I'd say overdue, Cody Rhodes discussion. So I'll start here. Brian, I'm going to you first. What are your feelings as of today, Wednesday, February 15th, on Cody Rhodes as a whole? I I like Cody more than I thought I would when I first saw him. If you asked me back then, I would have said, I thought Ted DiBiase Jr. was going to be the guy. <laughs> Whoa. You saw the Marine too then. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I just thought, I just liked his look better. I hated that Cody didn't wear knee pads. But looking at him now. I respect that. I'm the the same way, Brian H. Waters. I like the nitpickiness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I, I like Cody a lot. I'm just not ready for the Tribal Chiefs reign to end. So, oh, okay. That's still throwing up the ones, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'm still throwing up the ones. So, if if I if you painted a picture where Cody doesn't win at WrestleMania and then he has to go a whole nother year, I can deal with that. (laughs) Wow. Holy. Okay. Okay. That's That's fine. All right. Let's. That's a good starting point. Cal, what are your feelings on the artist formerly known as Stardust? I, I, whenever Cody Rhodes is in the ring, I'm like, yes. When he's talking, yeah. Like when when he's in the ring with Paul Heyman, when he was it was in the ring with with Sami Zayn on Monday, I'm like, I like the way he's able to seamlessly insert himself into what's going on, and and it's it's always because it, even with Rosenberg, Chelsea Rosenberg was a great conversation, by the way. 
Cody's conversation remains the same. It's it's the the the, the end goal is to get the title that my daddy didn't wasn't able to get, and uh, I love that. I am not a I'm not a hundred percent certain on what the match is going to be with Roman and Cody. I'm I'm I'm. I I I pray that it is as epic as it can be, especially if it turns into a, a situation where Cody has to fell the giant. But I it, 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 I've seen a lot of Cody, especially you know since he since he left WWE, um you know years ago, and uh, I've not been a hundred percent on his matches, like specifically the matches. So I I feel there's a little bit I want to see. I would love to see him mix it up more in the ring in the next month or so to kind of, you know, get prepared for that stuff. I'd love to see that on TV and see, you know, I, I hate I hate to be like a market improvement because who the hell am I? But for what I'm looking for in these matches, sure. you know, I, 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 I don't feel that Cody is where I, I, I like to see people in that position yet. Um, but let let that man talk me into it because he, he is a, a great a he's great trying. promo. Yeah, he, he's he's phenomenal with with all of his in ring promo work so far. Last two promos he's done on Raw. I mean, obviously they've included somebody else. Obviously, Heyman and, and Sami Zayn have been freaking incredible. Right. I mean, for all the I don't know, is this too much crowd? The, the last two promos might have been might have done exactly what you wanted them to do. I mean, there's still right. a lot more to go, but. Something you touched on there, Cal, was, you know, what what would this match against Roman look like? Cody also welcomed the idea of a triple threat, right? With with Sammy, including Sammy at WrestleMania. Where are we interested in that story? Are, are, I mean, I think Cody acknowledging that Sami Zayn is on fire and not, you know, just kind of pushing it to the side that this dude potentially is taking some of his love. I kind of enjoy it. Mm. So, you know, I, I know in, in previous WrestleManias during kind of the Vince era, he wasn't a big fan of a triple threat in the main event. Obviously, at 35, they did it with with Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte. But would you guys want to see this this triple threat at 39? Night two, maybe? Only if Roman's winning. Oh. And, and, or there's a scenario where it's like WrestleMania 2000 the Intercontinental Championship and the European Championship where it's two falls one for each title and you're splitting the title to get Cody the WWE Championship that's the mm. only way um, we saw this at Wrestlemania 36 already 37 already with Roman pinning her and stacking him so that story's already been told mm-hmm. But it would be kind of a way to protect Roman if you did take the title off of him where Cody pins Sammy right, or right. even Sammy pins Cody. But yeah. I don't want to see a triple threat unless Roman's winning. I mean, you, again, Monday night, you could have talked me into a triple threat easily. Because <laughs> it, it, it just feels like Cody... I, I think I tweeted both. Like I can't tell if Cody's working an angle on everybody because like he's he's really the conversations he's having are very interesting when it like went specifically person to person but uh it could be a very easy way to build the bloodline and i guess you could say the future of what's going on in in, in the main roster in one match it makes sense um i mean i'm all I'm, a lot another thing i've heard people say is defending one title on each night, you know, right. and yep. may, maybe have 
the 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 Sammy match for what the SmackDown title on the Saturday, and then the Cody match. Or you know, if if Cody's going to go over, have that on the Sunday night and send people home with that for the future. Um, Roman still has a title. He's still dominant on the show that he's been dominant on. But now you have Cody with the legacy fulfilled, and and really the question that I think you know I have is. Where does he go after, you know, fulfilling this destiny and getting the title that his daddy didn't have? Right. Right. I mean, again, he had a great, great conversation with Rosenberg, I thought. And I mean, he touched on a lot of things. And with in that conversation, I mean, was there was there anything that stood out to you? Because obviously he's he's talked a lot, uh, whether that be in the ring or you know, kind of doing other appearances, but I thought he he really got into the weeds there with with Peter. Was there a big takeaway from the from the chat with with Rosenberg that that really stood out to you guys? I I like the the conversation where about of him finding out that the story of Vince wanting to make Dusty before making Hogan tr- was true. I I like that conversation. That thought, oh yeah, this is that my dad's just you know telling stories or whatever. And then to hear it from, you know, the horse's mouth. Um, cause I don't know, not, I've always associated. I know Dusty had wrestled in, 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 in the North before, you know, and, and he's, he was Dusty Rhodes. So it's always going to be, you know, a, a, a fan favorite event, but I always looked at him as, uh, NWA guy. Uh, even when he sure. was in W, I, he always just he he exude. What when I started getting into pro wrestling and watching stuff down there, like the Dusty Rhodes style, especially with the finishes and everything, were you know exactly what was there. So it it I've never actually thought about or considered a Dusty Rhodes being in that position. There wouldn't have been a rock and wrestling. You know, would have been who knows if it would have been just you know more of the the southern style you know creeping into the north. Like it would have been a totally different timeline. But uh, the, hearing that conversation was 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 fascinating to me, just because it sends my brain into right. a couple of different areas. Man, for me, it was the love he had for his brother, mm-hmm. and you never hear really him talk about the fact that. Like his brother was his favorite wrestler. And that right there really stood out to me because like I've heard Cody Rose interview after interview. Like, you know, he David Shoemaker was the first person to interview him after the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Then he went on this crazy media tour. And yep. did I listen to everything? No, but that was the thing that I hadn't heard before was the fact that he said, you know, we always hear that Triple H is his favorite wrestler, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that Dustin Rose was his favorite wrestler also. Yeah, I mean that was that was really cool to hear, and you know I always see stylistically he's 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 more athletic than Dustin, but there's there's similarities, right? The, the simple, the drop down, the slap up, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's those things like that. Like obviously, you know that's that's a whole family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was cool to hear. I mean the the part that stood out to me was when Peter straight up asked him, you know, for. The portion of the audience who is a little not upset, but they're questioning whether it was the right call to announce him returning at the Rumble, then getting drawn number thirty, and then winning the Rumble. You know, P- uh, Peter referred to it as kind of the trifecta. Mm. And you know, to Cody's credit, he didn't shy away from it. He, you know, he 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 called it calling his shot, right for. You know, fulfilling his destiny, completing his story, all the stuff that they're you know they're they're saying on TV, and 
you know, I was admittedly part of that crowd and, and still sort of am in that I would have loved to for him to at least been a surprise or put him in a 26. It, it's, it's such a big difference than 30 because mm-hmm. we knew he was going to win anyway. But I... So when I saw him the last couple weeks, you're waiting for that lukewarm response from the crowd, especially this past Monday in Brooklyn, right? Like that mm-hmm. crowd... That crowd will tell you some stuff about who you are and who that person is. This is kind of a this is a pretty incredible reaction, mm-hmm. uh, incredible pop for Cody Rhodes when uh, and that was with Sammy calling him out. So Sammy gets a massive pop, mm-hmm. right, with a surprise, and then he calls out Cody. Incredible pop! Like th- that crowd is all about him. And look, all all. I get it. All the, you know, the smart marks out there may be kind of over over it, but I think the, the you know, the casuals if you will, the mainstream WWE audience is is still all about Cody Rhodes. I mean, they're doing a great job packaging him for the majority, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Almost in that Cena style, right? Where it's a little over the top, but it's going to get through to the majority. And look, at some point it might turn. The the tides might turn and we might go full Braun Breaker on this dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen until me. I think even, even the smart wrestling, for the smart mark wrestling fans out there, I think we are so locked in on what this dude outside, what this dude did outside of WWE. Right. right? The, how he improved his stock, improved who he is as a wrestler outside and then came back. Like I don't know, man. That I feel like he deserves some credit for that. Going to all these other avenues, starting up the literal rival of this company, yeah. right? And making the he talks about this too in, in a lot of his interviews, improving the sport as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Improving the health of the sport as a right. whole, giving alternative uh, routes for people. So that's why I'm all in on Cody, and mm-hmm. I'm I love everything Roman's done. The Bloodline. If if he's the one to dethrone oh, them, they said he couldn't make it work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they said they literally said that, mm-hmm. they, and he's uh he's one of the more most successful. Like it, the the A and E docs about this Cody Rhodes <laughs> run in you know ten twenty years are going to be fascinating. That, I was I was thinking about that. I was th- when I was thinking about that when you were talking about him talking about what's going on right now because like it, we're we're so in the middle like. He just left AEW. Like it, 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 it's it's right. not like we're we're four or five years removed. That that was very recent, and he does so much media. But you know, you can only say so much. He was he kept talking to Rosenberg about the doc that they were working on. He was right. executive producing about the For fit. Dusty? I, yeah, I I can't wait to see that. I I can't wait to see ten years down the line the Cody Rhodes reflecting conversation of what's going yep. on right now, because Absolutely. it's like he, he's, he's because he's very well, or he's, he's, he's very well trained uh, when it comes to uh, how to speak in interviews. He's, he's very good at all of that stuff. He gives you enough, but not too much when he's out of all of this and can really give you the, you know, the hindsight being 2020 and, you know, I've examined it from all angles after living it. And, and that conversation is going to, is going to be really interesting too. the, the, the after, at, when, when when you realize your dream, you, you you come that close to touch the sun, and you then you get to touch it. 
Right. What, what came after that? And and his content, his thoughts about it. I don't know. He's a fascinating person to, to sit and listen to uh, when the way his brain works around certain things. It, at the very least, I, w- I feel comforted in the fact that you can tell that it's not just it's not he's not a Nepo baby. He may some yeah. people may think he's a Nepo baby, but you can tell that he's definitely invested in pro wrestling. He loves pro wrestling and doing it for his father and, and, and achieving those goals are, are, are going to be the icing on the cake. But he was 15 just trying to run the ropes and, and, and take some bumps. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he, it feels like he's just wanted to be in this for so long. Right, right, right. Well, again, please check out that full conversation on Cheap Heat. Peter Rosenberg, Cody Rhodes. It's well, well, well worth your time. Uh, before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and, and we're going to take a look at tonight's upcoming Dynamite. So, uh, Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? I Honestly, I like seeing Axiom fight. I, I, mm. I, I, I can't wait. For 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 the day when I, I lo- love it, get all the get all the work you can in down there. When I get to see Axiom starting to to to, to bump into people like Ricochet and, and things like that on the main oh, roster yeah. on a regular basis, I'm going to yeah. be so excited. So yeah, s- seeing him work every week is good. There we go, Brian. What do you have? JC Jane. I thought going in last night's show, it was sink or swim for her, especially after that epic turn. And y'all heard what she did there when she said. um you know, hey, Janetti, I'm sorry. Yes. Gigi. Yeah, she Little she stuff did. like that. I'm so Loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always down for a good Rockers breakup reference. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we referred to it last week when we kind of <laughs> talked about that whole segment. Uh, mine was just really, I'm into the gender brawn thing a little bit. I just don't know why we're delaying the buildup of Carmelo and Braun. Mm. Uh, Carmelo deserves, him and Braun, Carmelo and Braun deserves all the time to to tell this story um, until until Mania weekend. So I was gonna say, I yeah, wish they would just do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, why wait? Why wait? I will say though, I love how enthusiastic Brian H. Waters is about Miss Jane. I need a couple more weeks maybe to see this. The Janetti thing was good. Some parts were hitting a little annoying for me. Okay, I was actually kind of surprised. I think people talked me into thinking that they were gonna have Gigi on this week. I, uh, I understand why she already showed her face. I thought she was going to go out there and sell it and get the sympathy, but uh, you know, I'm 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 anticipating her going out. JC, maybe give JC a couple more weeks to get really annoying, and then give me that pop for Gigi going out there and just, just stomping <laughs> there you a go. hole in there her. There it yeah. is, right there. There you go. There it, there it is. Uh, let's take a quick look at tonight's dynamite. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most, Brian? Start off with Adam Cole. I want to see what he got to say. What he do. I am an Adam Cole fan. I was upset that he left WWE because Adam Cole was somebody that I said 10 years ago can main event WrestleMania. I still believe that. I still yep. believe he'll he'll come home one day. But I'm excited to see. I want to see him with the AEW strap. There you go. Oh, Cal, what do you have? I, I'm not excited for this match at all. But at the end of last week's show, everybody was so upset about the guns taking the titles from the Acclaim. And this week when I watched, the Acclaim and Billy Gunn are teaming with Orange Cassidy against Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. First off, I'm 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 Jeff Jarrett being in that match, I'm I'm props to him because this is very, very recent. Um, Right. 
some, I, I feel like either Billy Gunn and the acclaimed are going to get into some static or the guns are going to come out there. I, I'm interested in seeing this tag team feud build only because I think people got so anti the guns so quickly in a fashion that looked just like the way they were anti the acclaim before the, the acclaim really got cooking with these titles. So we'll see what happens, but I would not be surprised if, if, if that particular match heats that storyline up. About you, man. I also have uh, Adam Cole, his interview with, with Renee Paquette. Uh, mm. yeah. I'm an Adam Cole stan and dare I say his, his run in AEW so far has been, at best, okay. Yeah, uh, I agree. As a stand, I would say it's malpractice the way <laughs> he's been used, but that might be hyperbole. So, uh, and I fully admit that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what he talks about. And and like Brian, I can't wait for this dude to come home. Well, welcome, well, Adam, come on over. Damn. You know, it's uh, we're 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 waiting, and and bring Claudio with you, <laughs> so we can y- y- y'all are we can, waiting. We we are waiting so we can reunite the party um, on on WWE up 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 down down channels. Facts, facts. <laughs> guys. That is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat. On Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide! Smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, enjoy all of the freaking wrestling that's happening (laughs) this weekend. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide!